Now that the kid-sized COVID-19 vaccine has been approved for those six months and up, a great big world is opening. Can you blow bubbles underwater? Do you want crayons with the kids' menu? Yes, please. And skinny. With a safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine, your child can now enjoy all the world has to offer. Learn more at michigan.gov slash kidscovidvaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. B-Pod Studios. It's Boston's most listened to afternoon radio program. Felger and Matt. You need a little bit of fat in there for flavor. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. On 98.5, the Sports Hub. Second down and nine. He's under pressure. He rolls left. He throws. Intercepted. Oh, drop it. Fortunate mishandle. Oh, my God. With Sutton on his knees. Coughing up a gimme. Matt Jones going left and then with a flip back to his right. Better send a him. Dangerous throw to say the least. And one that should have been intercepted by Cam Sutton. Yeah, sent him a flyer basket this week. That was just complicating a bad play and making it worse. And Jones is visibly upset with himself and he should be. Right, hi, everybody. Welcome to the program. We start with that because it's a big boy Tuesday. And that was a low light for Mac Jones in Pittsburgh on Sunday. And the big boy, Greg Bedard from Boston Sports Journal, has some thoughts on Mac Jones's performance from that game. First of all, Maz, Big Jim Murray, and Greg Bedard alongside from our Town for Tire Studios. Hi, guys. Good Hi. Uh, Hi. Pinchy, thank you so much, Greg. What'd you make of Mac Jones on Sunday in Pittsburgh? Not good enough. He, um, he was under a lot of pressure. I will give him that. Uh, more than it seemed like during the game. I, I had him pressured 43% of the time, which is a wow. which is the highest that he's ever been pressured. That's the most he's ever been pressured. Yeah. Those are my stats. Yep. Other people will have different stats, but that's what I had, uh, including 59% in the first half uh, when the, the Steelers didn't even blitz very much. Um, you know, so I, I'll give him that because I am, I do subscribe to the thought that pressure affects quarterbacks especially pocket passers who aren't used to running around and being frenzied and things like that it's it's tougher on them and you know if Brady got to a certain point basically like 40 percent uh for a pocket passer my experience is sort of the breaking point where things can go poorly after that or else they have to raise their game up and, and overcome it uh I thought that I thought that the offensive operation was much better in this game, and I certainly have thoughts on why that happened and who's responsible for Let's it. Let's discuss then. I was well. No, I'm sorry. We're, yep. we're we're on Jones now. We'll get to the and later. Right. they set Mac Jones up for success much better in this game, and more often than not, he failed to raise to the level. He left a lot of plays on the field, a lot of big plays. He missed open guys. He was throwing off his back foot. He was jittery. He played scared at times. And at the end of the day, it was not good enough. And if he continues to play like this, the Patriots will not have a successful season. Mostly decision-making? Uh, the decision-making was okay for the most part, but it was it was more just, you know, there were times when he had protection but he got rid of it early. He didn't let routes develop that were there, where they ha- actually had good route combinations called against certain coverages. And if Mac just gave it a little bit more time, hung in the pocket, maybe said, okay, I'm going to take this hit. 
I'm, but I'm going to buy an extra half a second so this comes open. And for the most part in this game, he didn't want to do that. Could it be lingering effects of whatever he had in Miami and he was protecting himself? Possibly. I can't say. I don't know what's in his head, but I can just tell you, for the most part, I did not think he played tough enough in the pocket, and he needs to be a lot better if he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. So it's about composure in the pocket, hanging in there as much as it is decision-making. I don't know. Just give me more here. And, and just seeing things. Like, for instance, right after the Mitch Trubisky interception, Matt Patricia or whoever, maybe Bill Belichick, dialed up an old Patriot stable. Bang action. They're gonna actually going to run play action for, I think they only did it five times in the game. You know, they did it two times the week before, so they did a little bit more. They actually call it. They have Jonu Smith coming across the formation, pulling like, you know, the Patriots sometimes will pull a guard. To sell the run. To sell the run. This time it's Jonu Smith. Both linebackers completely bite. It's a play designed for little Jordan Humphrey down the middle of the field. Mac Jones never sees him. He's completely uncovered. It should go for 50 yards, maybe a touchdown. And Mac doesn't, for whatever reason, doesn't see him from the start, continues not to see him. He's just running down the middle of the field. Maybe some rushers got in his face, and then all of a sudden he checks it down to Stevenson and throws it into the dirt. That's that's a play that they called. It was designed. It was it worked perfectly, and Mac Jones just blew it. And there were there were there were multiple plays like that. Like there was a third down later in the game where they had trips to the left. They had a route combination that basically gets Jacoby Meyer into the flat wide open, and which is exactly what happens. But instead, Mac Jones forces it to Jonu Smith, and he's he's crying for a flag instead of just making the throw to the throw to the open guy and. Moving the chains. When should people get concerned about Mac Jones? Well, we'll see if this lingers. I want to see, you know, they'll make corrections. Um, We'll see if he answers the challenge. I assume that he will. I have a lot of faith in Mac Jones. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm not saying he's not the guy or anything like that. I still believe in him, and I still do think there are lingering effects from the whole operation this summer and the operation in week one. It was so bad. And and you could tell that the Patriots kind of agreed because they made drastic changes in just about everything they did for this game offensively. Okay, well, let's get to that now. Okay. So, and what, what were those? What did they do? Well, I mean, number one, they moved Billy Yates, the assistant offensive line coach, from the press box where he's been all through the preseason. And the first game, in the first half, he was spent in the coach's box, and, you know, seeing what you can see. And then they would move him down for the second half. Uh they put him on the sideline. That let Billy Yates basically coach the offensive line. They took that off of Matt Patricia's plate. Bill Belichick w- was intimately involved. I think he was involved from soup to nuts. Game plan, everything in this game for the offense. I'm not saying he called plays, but I I think he had a very heavy hand on how they did things in this game. How can you tell? Just history of watching this team and seeing when you know when I know he interjects himself like on defense last year after the Dallas game all of a th- sudden things got a lot better um I think the adjustments that they made the plan that they made that they came out and you know they were in all 11 personnel and they part- decided to put little Jordan Humphrey on the field as one of the three wide receivers to basically win a- knowing that the Steelers wouldn't adjust um 
and we can get into that. But, Meaning they stayed in nickel against a receiver that's really a blocker. Right. Where where if they just went two tight ends, they would go against the Steelers' base defense. Maybe the Steelers have an advantage there. But the Patriots say, all right, we're going to put little Jordan Humphrey, who is basically a tight end. They don't know he's a tight end. They think he's a receiver, so they're going to put another defense back on the field. Now we can run the ball. Now we can be more physical against the Steelers, and they're, they're going to adjust too late. Uh, I think that um, – so – but mainly it was about the coaching and the dispersal of responsibilities in this game. Billy Yates coached the offensive line. That freed up Matt Patricia to check in with all the position groups. That allowed him to actually look in the eyes of Mac Jones before a series. Hey, what do you like? Do you like this? It's important for a play caller to look in the eyes of the quarterback and know his conviction on certain plays that they're going to call coming up. Bill Belichick was right there with Mac Jones, often on a knee in front of Mac Jones, going over place to the point where I think Bill missed a challenge on third and 17 because he was tending to the, to the quarterbacks. Because on the coach's film, you don't see, you see him walking from the bench to the sideline right before the next play is snapped late. And he missed that play. And he missed that play because I think he was so involved with the offense. We were all sort of wondering where, you know. They definitely missed that play. Take they a look at that. They did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were short of the sticks. I think Johnson was short of the sticks on that play. So, look, I, I'm fascinated by how they've changed the, you know, the machinations of it, Greg. I would also, I want to ask you to just, I'm sort of jumping back to Jones for a second. Do you think he's bought in? No. No. I, I think, I think that, and, and, I don't know if I wrote this in my column. And, I, and if anybody's curious, I wrote a whole column on Mac Jones, broke down eight plays with coaches film saying, you know, where he, where he came up short for the Patriots. I, I, what I really wanted to say was whatever issues he's having with this team, like, look, it's not going to change. This is the way that it is. All right. In terms of so the operation, you're the saying coaching, this, you're saying this to him. Yes. He needs to get over it. And like he he doesn't need to go into the press conference talking about the interception to Devontae Parker and saying that's what he wanted to do on that play, putting it on the coaches. That's BS. It is. It's complete BS. He did not need to. He did not need to make that throw. He shouldn't have made that throw. Yes, he was under pressure. Trent Brown blew it. He was about to get blasted. He did hang in on the on that one. I will give him credit for that. But. He should not have gone there with the ball. And it wasn't a design shot play, not like the Parker play the week before. It wasn't. No. So when he says that's what we wanted to do on that play, you don't think his the coaching point was if the linebacker, because that was the linebacker that was underneath him, right? So it was double coverage, but it was a linebacker. It was and, Tampa too. And safety. He got fooled by the coverage. He misread the safety play. Yeah. So, but he misread it. The, the Steelers were in single high safety to start. They yeah, did yeah. this a lot in this game. Yep. And then suddenly at the snap, the the strong safety dropped back wide, and they were in Tampa two coverage. So the middle linebacker carried him down the middle of the field. Understood, but you can't throw that. You know, he, again, that that's throw, not a win wide receiver against a middle linebacker. You you don't. Go- it is if he can make a throw and step into it. Instead, he throws off his back foot and kind of short arms it and just kind of flicks it out there, almost like you know, screw these guys. I'm just going to throw this ball up here, and that's just the wrong play to make. He can't make that throw. Physically, you can't make it, and you can't make it. And if you're going to throw it up to somebody, throw it up to Jacoby Myers, who was actually going to come open. If the play was brought correctly, then Jacoby Myers is wide open in the middle of the field for a first down and more. I mean, on that play, I think that Parker was past the linebacker. He had a had a good step and a half on yeah. him, maybe two. 
Yeah, but you got to know. You you got to know no, no, going right, into so, that that Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be there. Yeah, he's I, one of the best ball hawking safeties in the game. Okay, you can't so, just throw up a a lollipop on his side of the field. Forget it. No, you shouldn't throw it at all if he's over there. So I'm just disagreeing with you on the thrown off the back foot thing. I think he misread Minka Fitzpatrick. I think it he, was both. I got, think he misread it, and he just kind of flung it out there and he did that a lot in this game he threw off his back foot a lot he didn't step into throws he did you know he didn't fire the ball like it just it wasn't good enough okay let's discuss with greg bedard you want to jump in 617-779-0985 to you right after this now that the kids size covid19 vaccine has been approved for those six months and up a great big world is opening can you blow bubbles underwater do you want crayons with the kids' menu? Yes, please. And steady. With a safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine, your child can now enjoy all the world has to offer. Learn more at michigan.gov slash vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. We can help fill in the blanks, but we need some of the spiel. Felger. Uh, on a different note, the cork is popping out of the bottle. That's a, a metaphor. Felger and Mass. Ah, it's a no-brainer. Trips to the right. Parker, Myers, Cunningham and Aguilar. Henry off the left side. Stevenson on the left blitz. hip of Jones. Sutton shows blitz for oh. Pittsburgh and drops in coverage. Four-man watch, a twist up front. Jones throws a deep ball down the middle for Parker. Ball's intercepted by Minka Fitzpatrick. Coming over in front to the right at the 30. Fitzpatrick is going to jog it out of bounds at the Pittsburgh 35-yard line. He got his old Alabama teammate, his second interception in as many weeks. And it's a poor decision here by Mack because why? He gets rushed from the backside. They showed blitz front side. They backed out. They brought pressure weak. He gets hit as he's throwing, and it's a deep ball to Devontae Parker with no separation, and it looks like it's in the double coverage. The one interception wasn't good by me, but I'll get that cleaned up and make sure we see it all the way through, but we wanted to you know, do that with that play, so it's all good. And. I think Mac Jones are cut off. Is that the full Mac Jones cut, or was I out to lunch there? He had a comment there. They said, that's what we wanted to do on that play. Did, did, did that play there, or did I miss it? It did I, sound like he got cut off. I think he got cut off. Give it to me again. Give it to me again. <laughs> I'll get that cleaned up and make sure we see it all the way through, but we wanted to you know, do that with that play, so it's all good. And We wanted to do it with that play. So if I miss that, I miss sorry. Uh, that's what we wanted to do with that play, Greg. That is, that's including the coaches or blaming the coaches, if you will, for that decision. And you don't think the coaches told him if you see Parker, if that that middle linebacker's back there, and it's Parker and the middle linebacker, go give him a chance to go get it. You, yeah, but it's not man to man; it's zone. So you have to know that Minka Fitzpatrick is that's his side of the field. He should have Mac Jones should have been reading Fitzpatrick, who was up and sort of you couldn't tell what he was going to do. Was he going to? Was he going to come in and play, you know, robber or lurker and make a single high safety? Then, then you definitely go to Parker down the field against the other safety. But at the, after the snap, he backed off. So now you're like, all right, it's split safety. Yes, the linebacker's carrying Devontae Parker down the field. But if, if he turns his back like that, it actually should go to Jacoby Myers, who's cutting underneath that. Parker's running a clear out against that coverage, which is perfect. The problem is... Mac Jones doesn't have enough time to wait for it to clear to go to Myers because Trent Brown 
um, just made a mistake on that play. But he drops in that line. That's that's what we wanted to do on that play. So there's still a little back and forth going on there. Definitely, yeah. Now, look, I'm with Greg. I think Jones whiffed because he also says in his press conference that if he gets one-on-one coverage, they want him to challenge Yes. Him. He didn't get one-on-one there. No. He got a – that was a double team, right? Fitzpatrick baited him. He yeah. fooled him. So that's why I think Jones got fooled. I, I, now, again, he didn't see it, and it wasn't a great throw, but if he gets one-on-one, he's chucking it. Either way, like – it, it was a passive-aggressive way for him to take the blame. I'll get that cleaned up, you know, but that's what we want to do there. Right? Now, I will say, that, you know, the touchdown, the Nelson Aguilar pass, which I think, according to ESPN Stats and Info, was like a 26% chance of completing. You know, it was it was a fortunate play. Nelson Aguilar made a tremendous play. The cornerback made a poor play. But Mac Jones correctly read the coverage on that field. I mean, it was basically Aguilar and the cornerback were basically had uh, by themselves on a whole half of the field. He looked left to draw the safety and then threw it. That's exactly when you're talking about throwing a ball up for grabs. That's the situation where you do it, you know, not against two high safeties where one of them is Minka Fitzpatrick and he's just looking for you to lollipop a ball up out there. Do you think they're encouraging him to throw more 50-50 balls and jump balls yes. and contested catches? I do, yeah. I, I, I think but I, because I think they realize it's pretty much the only way they're going to get big plays. <laughs> that they're they're that limited where they're like, if you have a chance one-on-one, you know, let's – 50-50, I like our odds because the chance of us actually scheming something up or somebody, you know, breaking a tackle and making a 40-yard play, very limited, you know. But, you know, it, so if you get a chance, if it's one-on-one, you know, look off the safety, go for it. Let it rip. Don't you love that? I hate it. Of course you No, no, no. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm being facetious. Like the idea of, you know, other teams go out and get great players. The Patriots say... Look for one-on-one coverage and then take a rip. Because <laughs> we can't scheme it. We don't have the talent. So just chuck it up there. What the hell? Let's it. see what happens. I hate it. It blows me away that they've, they've like, you know, ultimately defaulted to this. It is so anti-them. The whole idea is to throw the ball to the open guy and create space. Right? Like we're going to, you know, rub plays and whatever else. All those years where they did that. Now it's, if you get one-on-one, chuck, chuck it up there. What? Where is that? All right, we're talking to perhaps Mac Jones's regression or how he looks so far this season. Not so hot, according to Greg Bedard. 617-779-0985. Chris on the Cape, lead us off. Hey, Mike. Uh, as negative and angry as I get, I'm not as down on Mac Jones as most people are. But I have a question for Greg. Um, Greg, I'm a big fan. Subscriber. Thanks, I've noticed that Matt Jones takes a lot of intentional grounding penalties. He had a big one in college, I know, against Georgia when they lost. He had a couple last year, early in the year. I remember him, like, throwing it into the dirt and him pointing at a receiver to the ref, like, oh, I was throwing to that guy. I was throwing to that guy. And then he had another one on, uh, on Sunday. And I just kind of wanted your opinion on that, on uh, if, he's, if he's not seeing the field right, if his receivers are doing something wrong, because it just angers me. It's a loss of down. It's a penalty. And uh, I just see him taking more than I feel like I've seen any other quarterback take. So I just kind of wanted your thought on that. Your thoughts, Greg? I think a lot of it, it, and and I got to go back and look at the specific play because it doesn't jump out to me. Um, But I will go back and look at it at some point. But, uh, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, he – he knows he's not going to elude anybody. He just tries to – he just tries to get rid of it. And, and, you know, it's a a bit of a panic play. But, you know, I don't think it's any – sort of problem 
you know, as, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I was trying to find this yesterday, and I did just find it. They had one intentional grounding penalty last year. That was it. According to this website. I don't remember that Me being too. a thing. I, mean, I don't either. So so I don't know where the caller's getting that. I mean, he had one in this game. But, but was it that egregious? The guy came up, I no. thought, free into his face. Yeah, I didn't think it was that egregious either. I mean, if he was a mobile guy, he'd give him a shoulder fake and maybe get out of the thing. But that's not... That's never been in Mac Jones's tool bag. No, they had one last year, according to this website, NFLPenalties.com, which usually does a pretty accurate, you know, they keep everything, but I couldn't find intentional grounding yesterday. I just found it. But pocket presence, Greg, uh, composure in the pocket, this has become an issue. Yes, it has. And, and look, week one, um, I know Paul and his stint kind of put it on Mac Jones um, week one. Yes, Paul Pillow, uh, yeah, yes. I, I, I did not because – I wasn't confident in the operation. Like if if I know the operation looks competent, then then the quarterback needs to perform. And and I do I, I I don't completely rip Mac Jones for this because there was a lot of pressure on him in this game more than most people realize. But in in week 1, the operation was so bad. It was. It was a complete mess. Up front, play calling, personnel, all this stuff. Like I I wasn't going to put it on Mac. But this was different. This was the Patriots looked like a competent NFL offense for the first time all summer. And Mac Jones wasn't ready for that. I don't know if he already I do think part of it is I think he feels bad for himself. I don't think where he, he likes where he is. I don't think he likes what's going on around him. I think that he would, you know, rather have other things happening, but I do think he feels sorry for himself. I think that, and I think it's affecting his play, and he needs to get over it because it ain't changing this year. It's not. Mark, he, he doesn't believe. He doesn't believe. He doesn't. Now it can change, but I, I still think he doesn't. He's he hasn't bought in. Mark and Bolton, your thoughts? Um, hey, Greg. Uh, Kendrick Bourne after the game said that they, uh, you know, they essentially scrapped part of the offense. I mean, look, it's it's pretty obvious that it was the twelve personnel scheme. Yep. I think they might have run one or two plays out of it. Uh, the thing with that is John Smith got a couple more reps than Hunter Henry. I mean, it seems like whenever they call Jonu's number as the primary guy, he's getting it come hell or high water. And he hasn't been open. And, I, I, you know, supposedly athletic, I never see the guy open. And Henry is the guy that's moved the sticks for him all last year. I'm going to just stop you right there, Mark. I agree. Uh, late, couple of force balls to Johnny Smith that had no chance. What's up with that? Yeah, I mean, the the, the one Johnny Smith one that I talked about before, that was just Mac misread it or, you know, he thought he had it, but really he should have gone to Myers. It was it was a bad read. It was a poor decision. wasn't forced to Johnny. That was the third and short where Myers yep. came wide open, sort of mm-hmm. in the flat. Yeah. And he, okay. Yeah, but the Hunter-Henry thing is perplexing. And first of all, let's not forget, they pay $25 million per season for these guys. $25 million, 12.5 each. Jesus. And which is t- still, even like a year later, it's still top six in the league uh, for two of them. And the the Hunter Henry thing is driving me crazy. And, and I don't know what's going on. And I got to talk to him this week in the locker room because there are plays, especially on the first drive of the game. I don't know if it's, Hunter Henry misreading the coverage after the snap, or the Patriots have taken some of the answers to the test away from the receivers that this offense has been built on, which is basically route adjustments, side adjustments, where you see, okay, 
Now, there there was a play on the first drive of the game. They're driving down, and, and Hunter Henry is on the left side. He goes down, and the, the defensive back is on his left. And there's open space to the right. Last year, I could tell you with a certain degree of certainty that he should break right. Coverage is to your left, you break right. The, the, the leverage is outside, you break inside. That's the way the Patriots offense works. He broke outside into the defensive back. He did this a few times where you look at the coverage, you're like, why is he going there? Last year, you would have uh, hooked it or something like that. And, and it makes me wonder, had they taken some of that out of the offense? And that, to me, that was some of the genius in this offense, that no matter what the defense did to you coverage-wise, if you had smart enough players, yep. you had a ready-made answer to it. And and I and now I question whether they can do that anymore. Well, did they go backwards? Because it used to be if Brady sees a certain leverage, yep. the receiver's supposed to see a certain leverage, and you're all supposed to be on the right. same page post-snap. And they had trouble getting on the same page because Brady saw one thing, the other court, the other the receivers couldn't see the same thing, and it just so now it's you run this, and this is what we're doing, simplifying. And, and the other thing that's driving me crazy is in the red zone, they're not looking to Henry. Like, look at what the Steelers did. They get in the, the touchdown to Fryermuth. They did exactly what the Patriots used to do or would do with Gronkowski. Fryermuth was outside. There was a running back aligned with him. You shoot the running back into the flat. That makes that pulls the linebacker out, and now you're one-on-one with the safety. Boom, Adrian Phillips didn't really have a chance. Easy touchdown. What do the Patriots do every time they get into the freaking red zone now? They throw in the flat to Damian Harris. Like, what the hell? Go play action to Hunter Henry for crying out loud. I You're like paying it. him $12.5 million a year. I like it. Big boy's running hot today. We haven't, we haven't even scratched the surface. Let's get to three up, three down after Big Jim Murray gets you updated. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CELEBRATE and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app or Go to BetMGM.com and enter code CELEBRATE and place your first wager risk-free. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Felger. I'm media scum. And Mass. The English is actually pretty good. Felger and Mass. This team is a mess. 98.5. Seriously. The Sports Hub. And now, it's time for three up. Touchdown, Patriots! Two big throws on this drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Felder and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Okay, three up, three down. It's brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with a triple distilled, triple cask matured, and triple blended Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Who's your number one star in this game, Greg? Matthew Judon. Uh, three total quarterback pressure, six impactful plays, 
and made a hell of a play on that final third down where that's not even his guy. He he realized and he talked about it in the press conference afterwards. I was saying I, I saw the play watching it live. I was like, oh crap, they're gonna run a pick play on Judon for a wheel route and it's gonna be a big play. But he adjusted, he went with the the running back down the field. I uh, carried him down the field. The Steelers didn't exactly do a pick play, didn't execute well, but Judon was there in cover for Juwan Bentley, who couldn't get over and make that play. So, and that's a play Judon, uh, he, he screwed up a few times last year. So great job by him. Nelson Aguilar, biggest play of the year so far for the Patriots. He made it 44 yards, six for six on targets and receptions, 110 yards. I thought he was terrific. Second, Aguilar, dynamic, huge play. Pulled it out of his rear end, really saved the Patriots, and that was just a humongous play going into halftime. Jacoby Myers. Jones had 21 completions in this game. 15 of them were to Myers and Aguilar. It was those two guys the whole game. 13 targets. He's there every time the quarterback needs him. You know, like, you take him for granted, for crying out loud. Without him, they'd be porked. Number three. Trent Brown. Uh, <laughs> that... That was after all. That was after all your film study, right? Yeah, I mean, no, that was emphatic. Yes. Does PFF use no. that's the same terminology they yes, use? Yes, right? yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a tor- the pork factor. Go pork. ahead, third. Uh, Trent Brown. Uh, after you know, really shaky week one. You could question his buy-in and and really give a crap level after that week one uh, loss to the Dolphins. You really wanted to see how he bounced back in this game because he could have just folded up his tent. You'd been like, oh crap, they're they're in trouble. I had him for just one mistake in that game on that interception, getting fooled. Other than that, perfect in the game. Thought he played terrific. I thought Damian Harris was really good in this game. Ran really yep. hard. Really, really hard. Every time he got the ball on Sunday, he went, man, this guy's putting his head down, slamming in there. Every single time I give it to him. Okay, uh, let's get to the good stuff. Three down. Who's your number one dud for the game, Greg? Isaiah Wynn. Uh, he allowed six and a half pressures. Uh, five and a half were in the first half. If you're looking for one person who was responsible for getting Mac Jones sped up in that game, it was Win. I don't think he was bad overall, um, but you know, Highsmith got the, got the best of him in this one. Miles Bryant, dude, if you have to make the Willie Mays catch on a punt, let it go. And the other thing is, he was out on the field. I felt like his area was getting beat a lot on that left sideline. I thought he sucked in this game. Number two, Jake Bailey. He had two opportunities to, you know, pin the. He, he made I'm, a couple I'm, good I'm, punts. I'm glad you mentioned this. That second touchback was could should have hurt him. Go ahead. Yeah, should have. I mean, he had two touchbacks when he didn't need to, and he had a 31.5 net average. That's horrendous. It is brutal. Okay. No, I saw that number two. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you off. No Greg. Uh, I went uh, Mac Jones. I didn't think he was good in this game. Again, the interception was a horrible read. He threw it into a a double coverage with uh, one of the elite safeties in the league. The Aguilar made the touchdown play. I, you know, I I don't think Jones is very good, and he doesn't look to me like he's a lot on the ball either. Okay, Greg, Mac Jones. I mean, we talked about it, and uh, so I don't need to go over it again. So I just want to use this opportunity to give a shout out to Dan Skipper, Dan Skipper, (laughs) who. Got a game ball, was a captain for the Lions, got his first career start. Great job, Dan. Yeah. I don't understand why we're squeezing that in, but go ahead. Uh, I had Jake Bailey. <laughs> Just to slash, annoy you. I had Bailey slash Nick Folk. I thought the special teams in this game sucked. 
They sucked. Bailey wasn't good. Folk missed a kick. Brian had that travesty at the freaking yeah. end zone. I don't want to hear crap about their special teams. And don't bring Brandon Schooler when the Steelers don't even have 11 guys on the field. Give me a break. Thank you. I'm with Pierre you Strong running out. The, the special teams in this game were horrible. Okay, uh, How does this guy still have a job? Can <laughs> someone explain this? Seriously, I'm not joking. It's the same crap every year. Greg, give me your three down again. Who were they? It was number one was uh, Win Was Win Number two. Jake Bailey. Bailey. And Mac Jones. And Jones. Where would Cole Strange end up on your He was on downs? my, I have five down on BSJ, and he was on there. And uh, look, he had some good moments in this game. Uh, I would not take Twitter videos of two or three plays against Cam Hayward and all of a sudden take your pants off and start running around that Cole Strange is is going to the Hall of Fame. Like Cole Strange is fine. He's doing fine so far. I had him as my lowest rated offensive lineman in the game for the Patriots. I am not alone on this. PFF had him rated the same as by far the lowest Patriots uh, offensive lineman. He did fine in this game. He had some issues. He bar- he did not see Hayward that often in this game. Belichick talked about it in his post game or the uh, Monday press conference. He was asked about Cole Strange. He was very tepid in his praise of Cole Strange, probably because he had just finished watching the film. Um, it was not a train wreck by any stretch. He was fine for a rookie, but it, it was not great in this game. So you think he's just getting a little overrated there? <laughs> a little. I mean, look, he's, he's a good player. Don't look at me. I'm no. not breaking down the guard yeah, play. He, he, but I mean, he's, look, he's a good player. He's going to be a good player. He's just not there yet. He is going through normal growing pains. A lot of it is just, a lot of his stuff is just a little over aggression. He, I will say, he made one play where he picked up a, a end tackle stunt, and how quickly he did it and how he anticipated it, that was elite level. And he, if he keeps doing stuff like that. Uh, by the end of the season, he will be a very good player. Yeah, I mean, it felt to me like they ran the ball well, and Jones was protected. Now, on that second thing, I know your pressure stats say something else, but mm-hmm. no sacks, only hit once. Although, that, I guess that intentional grounding didn't, you know, I forgot about that play. Like, uh, So, does that go down as a no play, technically? Yeah, but on my stats, I, I count. Yeah, I count those. Uh, Just like I counted I mean, Mac was, Jones, two of his best throws, in my opinion, got called back by penalties. Yeah. I give Jones credit for those because they went through yeah. with the play, and you also take the pressure because it accumulates. You know, Just because it says no play on the, on the sheet, it matters to the quarterback. Either way, I felt the offensive line play was good. You know, But, again, I'm, I'm not breaking down the film like you and, and Maz. <laughs> or maybe it definitely wasn't like the last you. drive. I mean, they were great on the last drive. They made some nice adjustments. They, you know, they ran power. They ran some, you know, they ran a little bit of wide zone with a little bit of a, you know, pin pull element to it, which was new to me. I had to ask a offensive line expert. I'm like, is that really? Oh yeah. So yeah, on that, did they run zone? Uh... So it was it was wide zone with pin pull in it. So technically, it's a wide zone run. Yes. You got the pin pull, Murray. You you, you all yeah, set with that? The, the pin pull. <laughs> there it is. I had right. to pull my pin once a day. That was new to me. I had to ask somebody. In the shower earlier. This is uh, phone calls with Greg right after this. Now that the kid size COVID-19 vaccine has been approved for those six months and up, a great big world is opening. Can you blow bubbles underwater? Do you want crayons with the kids' menu? Yes, please. And steady. With a safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine, your child can now enjoy all the world has to offer. Learn more at michigan.gov slash kids COVID vaccine.
A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. And of course, he looks good. And Mass. Because Mac Jones is out there with some tight shirt and looks hot. I never said he looked hot. Felger and Mass. He's got like that tapered torso thing. 98.5, the sports up. Jones takes the snap on third down and three. Dances in the pocket, throws a long ball right with some contact. Got it. was caught inside the five. And in for the score, Aguilar. Touchdown, Patriots. There you go. Somebody make a play, and it's Nelson Aguilar on a jump ball here. Jones fills it. It's one-on-one, but Aguilar elevates and climbs the back of the defender. That's the way you play receiver when you're making that type of money. That's a terrific catch, sensationally done by Nelson Aguilar. High rising over Witherspoon to bring it down. He brought it back and brought it down. And the Patriots, with a touchdown throw by Jones, have taken the lead with 22 seconds to go here in the opening half of play. 50-50 balls and... You know, he's one of those guys that I put in the throw it up to him category, and he's going to make the play. So if it's one-on-one, I'll give him a shot. And obviously had time with the offensive line, and um, I think all of our receivers can do that. If they're one-on-one, I'm going to give them a chance. Kind of different philosophy, but that's what we need to do. That line also got me, Greg. You know, different philosophy, but that's what we need to do. Different philosophy. Different philosophy yep. from get open <laughs> like and I, I sort of like to the get open I like the get open guy the guy that gets open and catches the ball I don't need big plays but maybe the league's changing and I'm you know antiquated on that I'd rather Mac Jones hit the 12 yard in cut and take it inside the 18 and now convert in the red zone versus trying to pop it from 40 yards because I just don't think that's Mac Jones's game or the Patriots game they don't have the personnel for that kind of stuff it's not who they are uh so, like, I just don't like that direction. But it is interesting how, like, Mac Jones is letting us know that that's, that's what they're asking him to do. And on that specific play, I know you said this earlier, you know, you're right. And I've actually seen also, like, the who does it with the diagrams, like the dots? I don't know. Who, mm-hmm. who, who did I see do this? We had a clip that someone did this where they, they showed the dots uh, running in the formation. Like, the next gen, some of these next gen things. And, uh, oh, and Sims put it on his. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was Sims, right? It was Sims. And we actually have the cut uh, later, right? It was Sims. And no one's open. So fine. No one's open. You throw it up down the sidelines for a guy who can hopefully win a 50 50 ball, except as someone pointed out, another next gen stat had that only as a 26% chance of completion because the ball wasn't that well thrown. I just don't like that offense. So now I just it's a jump ball offense. Like that's what. Yeah, but look, there were times that Brady did that stuff where he used to drive it. people crazy. Yeah, it's like you know why does he keep forcing it to this guy? You know, is he trying to force feed Josh Gordon and you know all this stuff? I mean, look, sometimes the coverage just at least with Brady, normally I could make the case that the coverage dictated he go there, or he knew nobody was open. This guy wasn't going to get open, and he saw the coverage and he just took a chance. I don't have a problem with that. And and I didn't have a problem with that play for the exact reason. But, you know, there are times like the Devontae Parker interception in week one where, I, I yes, it was one-on-one. Yes, they were all alone. It also ha- happens to be Xavier Howard, who's like one of the best cornerbacks who basically owned Devontae Parker when they were in Miami, and they should have known that and just been like, yeah, let's stay away from that. Let's use it as a decoy, which is what a good offensive coordinator would have done in week one. Didn't get done. They did more of that in week two, so... Maybe they're making progress. Okay, back to your calls. As promised, Tom in Rhode Island. Go ahead, Tom. Tommy, What's up, guys, you this go ahead. Is for uh, the 
um, film guys, big boy, Maz. Uh, I've noticed on TV that the secondary actually looks pretty good. Um, Mills has been locking down the guy in front of him. But on film, do you see that they aren't actually that good? They're just playing trash quarterbacks? Thoughts on the secondary? I'm glad Tom brought this up. Now on Mills, Mills was in my bottom five for this game. He looked kind of disinterested. Now look, their approach obviously was... Just stay over the top of these guys. Give up whatever you want underneath. We just don't want to give them a big play and, and you know, a 70-yard one-play touchdown or something like that because Mitch Trubisky and this idiot offensive coordinator cannot drive on us all game. That was basically their approach. Good approach. It, after my comments last week, I think, you know, I, I would have taken the same approach. Um, but I got to say, something that's jumped out to me early the first two weeks, Jonathan Jones is freaking good. He, that guy can now. I knew he was good in the slot, but it's it's hard to tell because, to me, slot cornerback is the is the second toughest court, uh, position in football behind quarterback. Wow! Because it, it's a two way go. Like you know, you have no help on the boundary. You can't leverage him on the sidelines, right? You you if the guy fakes in and goes out, like you look like an idiot. And he was good at what he did. Sometimes you know he got burned, but that's just the position. Now putting him on the boundary, there were times in this game where I don't know who he was matching up with, but I'm like, oh, my God, there is no space there. He is doing a really good job. Hats off to the coaches. Definitely one of the adjustments that they did this year that I wasn't sure how it was going to go. So far, it's working. Uh, so a credit to them. You know, We'll see if it continues. But I'll say, if, if there's any team that should be taking that 50-50 ball jump ball approach, it's, yes. it's the Steelers. Claypool on Miles Bryant? Dude, yeah, right. Go give those guys a chance. If, if Yes, you're right. You can't work your way down the field with that quarterback and that offense. So your receivers are the best thing you got. That's the team that should be just chucking it up and hoping for something. Even, like Even Belichick said it in during the week where he said that Claypool – is a lot like Gronkowski in that catch radius. Right, he's he's open even when he's covered, and even Belichick was saying that. And did Matt Canada take uh, the offensive coordinator of Steelers? Did he say, "Oh, you know, Bill's right. We should take advantage of that"? No, Ridiculous. he did not. More with Bedard and the buy-in on the uh, of the players is in question. We'll get to that after Murray's ninety-second update. There are no commercials. This sports up on demand content is sponsored by Coors Light. Chill on with game day greats when you grab an ice cold Coors Light and watch the football game this week at Hooters in Dedham, Saugus, Shrewsbury, or West Springfield. Hooters makes you happy this football season. Chill on.